Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. It said, Nelson, where is your evidence? You are speaking these things. You are saying these things. You are declaring it over your life. And I have to shift gear. I have to shift gear. And I said, even if I have to be the last one or the first one going in the fire, I'm going to trust God. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Every breath that I have, I will sing of the goodness of the Lord because he has been good to me. Sometimes you have to sing alone. Sometimes you have to stand alone. Sometimes you have to stand with others. But always remember where God has brought you from, what he has do, what he has done for you. And I can't forget when there was times when I didn't, when I think, well, this is it. What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? And then I call and I speak the word of God and I seen the manifestation of God in my life. And I will sing and I will tell of the goodness of the Lord. I will live so that the world can see that God is my God and he is my savior. He is my joy. He is my peace. He is my everything. And as Christ said, without him, without, without him, I can't do nothing. And I choose to stand with him today. I choose to stand with him today. There's times when you got to speak out. There are times when you got to stand, stand as bold as a lion. There are times when you got to do what you have to do and understand, yes, some might not be, some might not agree with you, but you got to understand who are you doing it for and why are you doing it. And when you stand, you will succeed if you waver not. Because the Bible said a man who waver don't expect to receive anything. So I'm going to stand until the last breath in my body. The last breath in my body. There's times I struggled from God, Lord, Jesus, help me, Lord. There's times when I just want to cry. There's times when I just want to cry out. But I keep it inside because I know he is faithful. I know he has brought us through some things. I know he will never fail us. I know he, is, he was there. There was a time when I just prayed. I said, Lord, I'm not going to try anymore. I have asked everyone for help. Now you do it. And he has come through right on time. How can I ever forget that? How can I ever forget that? So I have long. And I'm not ashamed. If I have to cry, I will let it out. I will not keep it inside. I will not allow it to make me sick and, 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 and unhappy for the rest of my life. It's the one way of saying, Lord, I trust you. I trust the infinite power of God that lives in me. I trust the infinite intelligence of God that leads me and directs me to make the right choices in life. Because he never failed me yet. Yes, I can stand with my wife. I can stand with you. But there's times when I have to stand by myself. Because the Bible said, daughter, it is your faith that has make you whole. No one else. She is the one who creeped up in the crowd and, and, and tried to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. He did it, she did it by herself. Sometimes you have to stand by yourself. And sometimes you have to push pride aside and say, look, I need you. I need to talk to you. I need to get some things off my mind. Yeah. And for that couple of days, yeah, yeah, yeah. as I was 
as I was going through that little moment of my life, and we all have gotten in, a, we all have been to that place one, one time in our life where we, we, we stumble. We didn't fall all the way down. We waver for a minute, for a second. It's not that we are saying that God is not there and he won't do it, but thoughts come to your mind. But because we allow ourselves to be distracted, we begin to uh, think in it, and then we call ourselves, and then we stop it and go back to where we're supposed to be. And as I was talking to the Lord, he said, Nelson, well, I, you know, I was just kind of worrying about some things. I, let, let us be honest. My mind was kind of worrying about some things. You have your family, you have this and that to do, and your mind began to stray a little bit. And as I get into our closet that we have home that we do our meditation and things like that, the Lord said, Nelson, where's your evidence? And that's what I want to speak on this morning, the evidence. You see, the evidence is an outward sign or indication. The evidence is something that furnishes proof. It's a proof that you believe. It's a proof that you say that you're going to go and do something. The evidence is what you have. He said, where is your evidence? And the evidence that he was talking to me about, where is the evidence that you say that you believe in me? You say that you trust in me. You say that I, I, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Now, where is your evidence? And the evidence that he wanted me to produce is to be happy even where I'm at. It's to still not get to a place where we can't talk, we can't communicate, but still show the joy of the Lord is my strength. Sometimes we say we trust the Lord, but when we're facing some things, we, we, it's like nobody can talk to us. We, we, we become one of the meanest person in the world. But the Lord said that he will always be there for us. He said when, when he called, he will hear us. So where's the evidence that he, he's hearing me when I speak? The evidence should be in my house, there should be peace. The evidence should be in myself, I can still smile. The evidence should be in myself that I can still say hello to you. The evidence in my service should be I can still come to church and give God some praise. The evidence should be I can still fellowship with you guys and still feel like the Bible said, when you are fasting, don't go around with all that stuff on yourself and make people look at you and, and begin to be sorry for you. He said, clean up yourself, clean up your face so that they, they don't have to know that you're fasting. It's between you and God. So where's that evidence that you trust in me, Nelson? Yeah, they're talking about the pandemic and all this stuff. They're talking about we, we have lost 100,000 jobs. They're talking about all these different things that are going on. But where is your evidence? It is so easy to say, I trust the Lord. It's so easy to say, yeah, I'm a Christian. It's so easy to say, I'm a believer and God is good. But when, it, when the tide gets low, where is your evidence? There's a quote that I came across that says, growth is the only evidence of life. Growth is the evidence of life. That's the evidence from a baby. You see the baby begin to transition into an, uh, a, uh, a young adult, uh, teenagers, you know, and, and keep going until it get to that age where it's time for us to make our transition back. But we all have grown from a baby every stage of our life. Is grown and growth signify that we we are alive, and the, the, we we are making those transitions as God has wanted us to do. 
We have to grow. The Bible said, when I was a child, I think as a child, I do things as a child. That's why we have to get into the presence of the word of God. We have to get it in, in for ourselves. We have to be in groups. We have to fellowship with others. We have to get, seek whatever you need that you yourself will be able to grow. And get, when you get to that place, when you're facing certain things in life, we'll be able to handle it the right way. We'll be able to remember what the word of God says that we can stand. It's not that the world is bad. When God created the world, he said it, when it was good and very good. Men began to stray away from what God has given men to subdue, to replenish, so that they can live a good and prosperous life. It's not that there's not enough job in the world. It's not that there's not enough, uh, uh, we, can, we all can be um, healthy and strong. The Bible already told us that by his stripes we will heal. And he said when we ask, we shall receive. And he said, if you believe that you receive what you ask for, it will be yours. So in between that time of amen and there it is, that's where we have to show the evidence that we truly believe. Matthew chapter 3, verse 7 to 9 says, But when he saw many Pharisees, this is John, when John was baptizing. He said, But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptize, he denounced them. You broad of snakes, he, he exclaimed, Who warned you to flee, to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sin and turn to God. Don't just say to each other, we are saved, for we are descendants of Abraham. That doesn't mean nothing, for I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from, those, from these very stones. In other words, verse 8 says, prove by the way you live that you have repent of your sin and turn to God. We have to prove by the way we live that we truly believe what God says. When he said, I have supplied all of your need. When he said in Romans 8.32, I did not withhold my only son from you. I've given you the best. Won't I give you everything else? Why are we walking around in this day and age having all the resources that God has given us? God said the heavens belongs to God, the scripture says. But the earth he gave to the sons of God, to the sons of men. To the children of men he gave the earth. And think about all the resources that is in the earth. And, and, and think, think about the, the infinite intelligence that we have, as Pastor Mark mentioned, innovation. Think about what we can do with that intelligence. Think about the things that we can create. We are not just victims. That's why he asked me, he said, Nelson, where is the evidence? Where is your evidence? You stand, you get on prayer lines and you, you pray and you talk the talk. Now, where is the evidence that you believe me and you trust in me to be your God in this day and age? And I have to back up. And I have to give him thanks. Because as the song said, all my life I know he was faithful. He has brought me out of so many things. He got me where I'm at today. And it's because of him, it's because of the word of God, the living word of God, why I haven't you lose my mind. Why? 
because I trusted the word of God. I've learned to trust him, and I'm still growing because I believe if he said that he will never leave us nor forsake us, if he had did it for all the others, he would do it for us because the Bible says he does not change. He said heaven and earth will pass away before his word does not come to pass. If we can just grab a hold of the word and not waver, not looking for evidence every here, everywhere, here, there, and everywhere, we will be more successful in life. Try to go on the internet and YouTube and try to find something. Just type in a, top, a topic. Type it in. You will have over thousands and thousands of different videos sometimes. If you're not careful, you could get so confused, you just throw up your hand. Because everyone have a different opinion. Everyone have a different, different opinion. Not saying that they're wrong, but sometimes we have to seek ourselves. We have to know where we are seeking, and we have to know what we're looking for and know where to go. In John chapter 4, verse 46 to 50, and this is our text really. This is where our text came from. Because it's so easy to say, I believe. It's so easy to say, yes, I do believe, Lord. But check this out. As the scripture said, it said, well, you, you believe. You said you believe that there is one God. That's good. But guess what? The devil believed that too, and he trembled. So what's the difference between you and the devil? The, the only difference, and when the difference is going to really be seen, is the one who's, who's going to do what the word says. Is the one with the evidence, the one that do what I said to do. So, which means that we have to go beyond what we said. We have to become a doer of the world, the word. And if we do that, our life will change. Take a little sip. Amen. And um, John 40, John chapter 4, verse 46 to 50 says, as he was traveling through Galilee, he came to Canaan, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a government official in the nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick. Not just sick, very sick. When he heard that Jesus has come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son who was about to die. He went from very sick to about to die. And if your son, if your son is laying on the bed and he's about to die, just think about your emotions. My goodness. You, you'll be running outside. Where's the ambulance? What taking them so long? I, I'm going to sue these people. It's already 30 minutes. We called them over 45 minutes ago. And they, they're, they're still not here. You're going to think about your emotions. Now his son is about to die. Verse 40, it says, Jesus asks, will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? Verse, uh, verse 49 said, the official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my son die, before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, go back home, your son will live. And the men believed what Jesus said and started home. Now, let's go to the, the next slide, and then we'll come back to that one. And this is John chapter 12, verse 48, which is in the same text we just read. It said, and Jesus asked, 
Will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? And that's how many live. They have to see the signs and wonders before they make a move, before they believe. Just like some will say, well, show me the money. If you tell them, hey, let's invest in this. This is a good deal right here. They want to see the money that what you have made before, what you have done before. They want to see the whole nine yards. But I've heard so many people um, today, they regret that they have an opportunity to invest in a stock today that they could have done it five years ago and could have been a millionaire today and did not do it. And they speak out now and say, I wish I did do it back then when somebody was telling me to do it. But they want to see the evidence. They want to see, show me the signs and wonders that you make this stuff. Show me the signs and wonders. Just lay your hand. Let me see you lay hands. And when you lay hands and, I, and that person come back to life, then I will believe. When you lay hands and I see changes, then I will believe. They want to see signs and wonders. But listen to what Matthew chapter 12, verse 38 to 39 says. One day, some teachers of religious law and Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. It, it, it was already written back in the Old Testament. They was already told that the, the Messiah was coming. They was already told that. But here, even though with the signs of that, that, all the things that he already did, they're still trying to prove his authority. They still want signs and wonders. They're still trying to, to they don't want to give up that doubt and belief. They don't want to give up their old way of thinking. But Jesus replied, verse 39, only an evil, adulterous generation will demand a miraculous sign, but the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah, which means I'm going to lay down my life and I'm taking, I'll take it back up in three days, and that's the sign you're going to see. But you should have known a long time because it was spoken. And we'll get to a text where Nathaniel, Jesus just told him and said, look, I, I saw you under the fig tree, and he said, Rabbi, you are the Messiah. Jesus said, you believe just because I told you you was under the fig tree? He didn't need any sign of wonders to believe. But let's go back to the next slide, uh, that John 4, and 46 and 50. And this is my point right here. Verse 50 says, then Jesus told him, go back home, your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said. And what he did, he started back home. For most people, it's like my son is dying. Dying, laying home, dying. You got to come with me. I need you to come with me. You got to go to my house. You got to lay hands. Whatever you got to do, you need to come now, right now. Jesus told him, go back home. Where, where was his evidence? This man's evidence was that he believed Jesus and he believed that his son was going to be alive. He turned around and he went back home. He turned and he went back home. So today it's like, where is our evidence? We're saying that we believe in God. We're saying that we are his favor. We say that his favor surrounds us like a shield. We are declared that he is the God of abundance. We are declared that he is the one who heals. He opened the blind eyes. But yet today... With our action, our life, we are showing that we are afraid to speak the word of God and afraid that if, if it doesn't come to pass because we are more concerned what other people are going to think about us when we say it, that we begin to doubt and never receive anything. 
We are living below the means, below what God has given us. He told us from the time of the garden, look, you take over this, subdue it, control it, and you replenish it, which means that we're supposed to keep making and keep making. If we speak the word of God, Mark 11 says, and we believe that we, ask, we, we receive what we ask for, why are we worrying? The three Hebrews boy was one of the best examples I can see about that. Right down to the last minute, the first one, the Bible says, when they grabbed the first one to throw him into the fire, this big strong man that threw him in, they died because of the heat. Didn't the other two have an opportunity to back off? They saw their brother just already being thrown into the fire. And right down to the third, and then the second one, and there's a third one behind him, and still did not back up. Still did not back up. Those are evidence that they believe that God will do what God said that he will do. And God did. They came out, the Bible said, not even smelling like smoke. And the Bible said what he did for those, he would do it for us. So why are we wavering? Right down to the last minute, even if the last minute means that you got to call that person back and say, look, I, I don't have it today. I'll give it back. I'll, can you give me some time? God will bless us with favor. He would give us favor and say, look, whenever you have it, just bring it to me. Just relax. Don't rush yourself. But down to the last minute, because we don't see it happen, 9.59, and it's supposed to happen at 10, doesn't mean that it can't happen at 10. It said, Nelson, where is your evidence? You are speaking these things. You are saying these things. You are declaring it over your life. And I have to shift gear. I had to shift gear. And I said, even if I have to be the last one or the first one going in the fire, I'm going to trust God. I am going to trust God. I'm going to trust the word of God. I'm going to trust where it says, when the word of God goes out of my mouth, when the word goes out of my mouth, it will never return to me void. But it must accomplish what it was sent out to do because God is watching over his word to perform it. Yeah. Our evidence today means so much in this world. Let's go down to... Um, John, John 20 and 24 to 25. There it is. And he, this is evidence of doubt. This is evidence of doubt. Verse 24 says, One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus, when Jesus came. <clears throat> they told him, We have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into, his, into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. He made it plain. He said, I'm not going to believe until, unless I see it. This is evidence of unbelief. He got to wait until he said, the Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, if you believe that you receive what you ask for, that it will be granted unto you. And Thomas, one who walked with Christ, one of his disciples, are saying, I will not believe until I've seen it for myself. Saints, we don't have to wait until we see that there it is to believe that it is done. If you believe 
that what you ask for, the job, the health, a renewed mind. Anything in life, if you believe that you receive it, it is up to us. We are the one who is creating our future. That might sound crazy. God already said he has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. He said all we have to do is to ask. It's like everything is in that big box. What do you want? Do you want a husband? Do you want a wife? Do you want a business? What do you want? And he will pick it out and he will give it to you. Everything is already there. So for us to be in this day and age when we should be demonstrating the power of God and walking around and crying and sitting in our house and crying and afraid to do this and that, it does not, the evidence does not look good to the world. The evidence does not look good to the world. The Bible says anyone who says that they are in God should live their life the way Christ lived his life when he was in this earth. And go back and look at how he lived his life. He even touched the leprosy, the man with leprosy. He grabbed, he grabbed the, the young man by his hand in a funeral procession and wake him up. He told Jairus, don't only believe. He went with Jairus and, and, and raised his daughter. And the Bible said that we should live our life like that. We might not have to raise a dead person. But think about the dreams and the goals that God has given you that you waver and pushed it back on the, uh, aside or pushed it back on the, on, the, on the shelf and say, I can't do it because I don't have any help. When God has already made a way for you. Think about the people that you were supposed to be helping, getting unstuck, stuck in life, don't know which way to go, their mind is confused. Think about those people that you're supposed to witness to. Think about your service that you're supposed to render unto all these people that the Lord says, the scripture says, what you do to the least of one of these, you're doing it unto me. What we do for others, we're doing it unto God because they are God's people. When we help them to get a roof over their head, when we help them to get unstuck, when we help them with food and all these different things, we are doing it unto God. So where is the evidence? We are called the, the uh, ambassadors. We're supposed to be ambassadors, but where is the evidence? The evidence does not look good. We are the light, but where is the evidence? We're supposed to be the salt, but where is the evidence? Why they are not unity in the body of Christ? Why is everybody trying to do their own thing? We're supposed to be the evidence. We're supposed to be the light and the salt. We are the body. And as he spoke to me, he says, I'm about to close. He said, Nelson, you're crying about this and that. You're worrying about this and that. Where is the evidence? You're supposed to be in control of this. I already given it the earth to you. The scripture said the heavens belongs to the Lord, but the earth he gives to the children of man, to humanity. We are the one who's supposed to subdue. We are the one who's supposed to speak life. We are the one who's supposed to replenish. We are the one who's supposed to help those that are lost. We are the one who's supposed that can't find their way to show them and to help them to understand the abundance haven't left the earth. Christ said, I came and I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And if he's still here, if he lives in us, 
Abundance is still here. Abundance of love, peace, joy, health, everything. Abundance of everything is still in the earth. Don't let anyone tell you that this world is bad and corrupted. It's the things that, th that people do. Money can't hurt you. Money is a tool. It was given to you to use. You give value to money. Money not supposed to control you. Where have $100 in your wallet talk to you and tell you to go over there to that strip club? Have $100 ever said, let's go over to the strip club or let's go buy some liquor? Have $100 tell you, you got to pay your light bill. It could stay in your, wa in your wallet and you don't pay it, it get cuts off. You are the one, I am the, I am the one who gives value to money. If I don't use money, money does not have any value. We are in control. God has given us that authority. But the evidence, we got to go back and look and see where we are falling short. It plainly said, I said it many times and I'll say it again. If you're going to buy a Toyota, you better get the Toyota manual. Don't try to take a Lexus, not a Lexus, but let's go BMW. Don't try to take a BMW manual and try to repair a Toyota. It will cost you a lot because Toyota and BMW are competing. They put things in different places. They, their quality might be different. They, their switches might be different. And you can tear the switch up just trying to get it off and cost you a whole lot of money. Get the manual that belongs to that car. In other words, if you are saying that you're living for God, if I am saying that I'm living for God, God is my Lord, I must get this manual. Whether it's a tablet, a hard copy, whatever it is, I have to go to his manual. And when I do what his manual says, my life will be changed and the abundance will always flow. And so many times folks take that word abundance out of context. I'm not going to go into that today. But the abundance is still here. Because Christ said he came that you may have life. He came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Peace, joy. Peace is still in this earth. The Bible said he whose mind stayed on me, he will keep him in perfect peace. And what I love about God, what he says, he said, heaven and earth, look at the heavens, look at the earth. Have you guys has, um, flown before? When I'm up in the air, thousands of feet up in the air, and I look down, I'm like, wow. Look at the earth, look at the heavens. And he said, all this will pass away before my word doesn't come to pass. And there's a slide on there. You can skip down to this one. I'm going to end with this one. This is Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22, from the Good News tra Translation. And it said, being cheerful keeps you healthy. It is slow death to be gloomy at all time. When we find ourselves in the place of getting sick and all these different things, we got to look at the evidence also. When we find ourselves in the place of getting mad and all this and, and angry for every little thing, we got to look at the evidence. I got to look at the evidence. Nelson got to look at the evidence. 
<clears throat> why are you not cheerful? Why are you so gloomy? Why? He said that he got me. He got my back. He said a thousand will fall at the left and ten thousand at the right. It will not come nigh that dwelling. Where is the evidence? We have to produce those evidence because it makes a difference. It makes a difference. It's what shows that we truly believe because the three Hebrews boys said it doesn't matter. Even if we go in there, it doesn't matter. We're still going to trust God. And what they did, right up to the last end, every one of them has been thrown into the fire. That was the evidence that they truly believe. And the evidence that we read about the man that Jesus said, go back home. Your son will be, your son will live. And the Bible said when he was on his way home, his, the messengers came and met him and told him that his son was fine. And he knew that was the same time when Jesus told him to go back home that it happened because he believed. His evidence was he didn't wait for Jesus. He wasn't walking and looking back or trying to see if Jesus is coming. He turned around and he went back home. He didn't have to wait for no signs and wonders. He just believed what God says. And that's the place that we are in today. We have to believe. And the Bible plainly said a man who doesn't believe don't expect to receive anything because the law of this is to believe what God says. And I myself have to examine myself and make sure that I have evidence, make sure the world can see the evidence in me that I truly love God, that I truly love my family, that I truly love my brothers and sisters in Christ and even my enemies because that's what God wants us to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. So until next time, that's all I got for you today. <laughs> as Pastor Mark comes, uh, give him a hand as he comes. But that's is something that I wanted to share with about my. It's it not, you know, a lot of times we get a message and we think it's all for someone else. And I, I've learned that. I don't try to put myself out of the equation. I don't try to exclude myself because I'm still growing. I've grown so much in life, and I want to be the man of, uh, uh, that God wants me to be. And if I make a mistake, I examine myself, and I try to, um, to do better next time because I know we all can do that, and I know God is there for us. He wants us to have the best, but in this day and age, we still can have it because so many people are thinking that peace is, there's no more peace in the earth. I used to think that way. But I, I, I told one of my friends, as long as God is, is alive, there will always be peace in the earth. You can find peace within yourself. Doesn't mean that you're not going to go outside and find someone going to shoot you the bird or whatever. But you can find peace in yourself by saying, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They, they can do some things out of ignorance. And they could do some things. They know they're doing it. But And then we all have made some mistake in that way. But um, it's for us to be able to want to get better and to do better. And let God lead us in that way. <laughs> Amen. All right, Pastor Mark. Um, uh, as he comes, uh, give the man of God a hand. And I want to thank God for them and their leadership, and thank God for the opportunity that he gave me.
to this man of God to be used by him. Amen. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.